0: Hello, and welcome back to Communication in the Classroom, episode 2, Transactional Analysis. So, transactional analysis is a way of looking at social interactions between people developed in the 40s by a guy called Eric Byrne. He was a psychiatrist um, that started applying game theory to a way of seeing how people, how people are social with each other. And, um and the initial gist is an overall model with things called ego states and then transactions between various ego states uh, with those states being, being akin to a particular mode in which a person is approaching some some communication and if ego makes you think of freud then you would be right because he was inspired by freud however we won't look at Freud too much, but suffice to say that it's similar to id, ego, id, superego, etc. Um, and similarly, there is three ego states, pr- primary groups of ego states. Uh, initially looked at, called the like the first, the first order structure, uh, which can be broken down in groups known as parent, adult, and child. But before we get ahead of ourselves. Uh, we should be aware that because it's so old, quote-unquote, um, it's worth noting how it's developed over the decades since its initial introduction in papers Eric wrote, and then later his book uh, in 1964 called uh, The Games We Play. Link uh, link in the description. And it's still relevant today, uh, especially with the extra material that's been developed over time. So if we take our three states, parent, adult, and child. A simplified way of looking at it, is if parent is a set of behaviors that you that someone may use to tackle a situation that is based on things that they've learned or has been instilled in them like in po- like a set of rules that they want to pause on the world without any thought for feelings whereas by direct contrast a simple a simple look at the child state is if someone were to respond to a situation with pure feelings and, and innate reaction without considering the consequence and focusing on the past with more like childhood experiences and memories playing a large part of that. Uh, the adult state is to wit a healthy medium quote-unquote in that the person uses evidence and reason to look at the evidence and make an informed decision. Important to note is that it's rare that a person will fully occupy and utilize one of these ego states because life is not so black and white and it's a it's a mix of, of all of them. However, Burn specifically defined a distinct ego state as a consistent pattern of feeling and experience directly related to a corresponding consistent pattern of behavior. So, unlike Unlike Freud, and a lot of uh, psychoanalysis it focuses on measurable behaviour that you can look at, which is the important part, and it's like an average of, of them. So, with our three ego-states, parent, adult, child, with two interlocutors engaging in social interaction, you'll have transactions between them, hence transactional analysis. To and fro being retur- being referred to as the stimulus and response, respectively. The different states there's a few flavors that they come in that can be used as ways that people give stimulus and response Uh, which are simple ones would be uh, the nurturing parent which is like a more positive aspect where we use it to take responsibility for others to care for them and to treat them as a child which is potentially negative Uh, critical parent which is the more obviously negative one. We use it to criticise, blame. Uh, this is mainly the sub-state sub in which we uh, apply previously hard-learned uh, rules and uh, and try and enforce conformity. With adult, it only ever stays as just adult because it's kind of the uh, average, me, average functional person mean that you want to be having communication in um with child uh, two main subsets which would be free child, which is as it may sound uh, free where we let our emotions rule us uh, it's not constrained. we do what we want, just let our feelings take over basically uh, and there's adapted child, which is where instead of that we allow ourselves to be controlled like we let pressure from a parent like be let us be conformed. Um, in in return for positive recognition, our emotional need for endorsement uh, like outweighs the those underlying feelings that would exist in a child state. Rick discusses how communication continues or is mostly maintained through uh, complementary transactions, in which if someone were to initiate communication as parent to child. Uh, so we a critical parent to free child for example a, a classic interaction uh, aggressive disciplining uh, etc and then a child who uh, responds if a complementary transaction in a petulant uh, refuses to behave kind of way you can imagine this existing in a classroom as uh, as the stimulus as as <clears throat> a child who misbehaves uh, because, for whatever reason. Um, and the teacher <clears throat> disciplines them as a critical parent to a free child. And then the free child responds in a complementary transaction, but discard the, the positive connotations from complementary. It's simply the definition is simply that they go backwards and forwards in a harmonious sense and communication kind of stays together, coherent, congruous. Um, this is obviously uh, an unhelpful. You can see that both uh, that both people aren't in uh, an helpful a helpful adult ego state and using their evidence to inform their decisions. They're simply acting on what they they're filling a role, and this can prove sometimes useful when, especially in a class of younger students, when if a teacher needs to students behave in a particular way, they can attempt to uh, provoke a complementary response from a student by using, by engaging with a parent ego state uh, ideally a nurturing parent, but attempting to provoke an adapted child response in behavior. And that can be useful in attempting to mitigate harmful and disruptive behavior inside a class, but it shouldn't really be relied upon because it's relatively unhelpful social interaction and if you can identify these states both in yourself and in other people that you engage with you can attempt to first attempt to maintain an adult ego state within yourself and then by initiating interactions as adult to adult between other people you can elicit an adult to adult response uh, in which case then you have that's, that's, that's great. That's, that's the goal, basically. But how to get there is another thing. So if we have a little thought experiment, no need to write anything down, but if you just hold it in your mind, if you think of back over the past 24 hours, of whenever you're listening to this, and if you think of first, a time you were a controlling parent, so that is uh, attempting to impose rules and traditions upon others simply because you learned them, it's, it's fine to have done so, everybody does. Um, a time you were a nurturing parent, so to take responsibility for others, intentionally treating them as a child ego state, potentially patronising. Times you were an adult, uh, objectively using evidence to inform your decisions in, in the present, It's an important part of the adult state. Uh, a time in the past 24 hours that you were the free child, so when you just let your emotions make decisions for you rather than really thinking about it, and then a time that you were an adapted child, so when you just let uh, another person or past import, where you just let yourself be let yourself conform, and then if you can think of a few examples, and then you can kind of make like an egogram it's called, where you map out the percentages of how much you each thing, if you just think about it. And then if you try and identify the specific behaviors that you engaged in in those moments and pinpoint the adult ones, you can begin to get an idea of when you were one state or the other, and then going forwards you can use that to attempt to tailor your responses or initiations of communication with other people in order to be more fruitful a lot of this focuses on parent-child interactions like the unhelpful transactions because those are the ones that we want to avoid so if we can identify them we can learn to get rid of them uh... burn that is eric eric um... describes a lot of these unhelpful transactions as games because he, he brought game theory, like in his application of it. Um, if you've studied, we don't need to get into game theory. However, uh, an important takeaway that he made was that uh, social interactions aren't zero-sum games. Uh, so most things like chess, for example, are zero-sum games where where there is only a finite amount of resources to be had within the system. So it's like, there is a definite winner and by there being a loser, by there being a winner, there is a loser. Um, Social interactions aren't like that. A lot of people treat them like they are, hence these negative feedback loop loop cycles of parent-child interactions where one person must win the, the conversation or communication and the and then by them winning another person loses it doesn't need to be the case greater than the sum of its parts are social interactions as I'm sure everybody has experienced where you simply have a conversation with someone and you both get something out of it There's it's good for example if you set some work and operate under the assumption that your class wants to learn is interested and project that in in the class assuming a parent ego state of control and inherent discipline you're more likely to get a response of a similar kind the view of your class of I'm okay you're okay which is known as a life position and that can change to negative ones whereas I'm okay. You're not okay. Such like critical parent, free child kind of aspect, or I'm not okay. You're okay. Um, submissive, diminutive, ref- like non-creative kind of child just goes along with things, doesn't engage, um, or I'm not okay. You're not okay. Like a again with critical parent, free child, but. The example being a riotous class where the teacher has given up on controlling them and then the class does whatever they want and no productive learning is happening. The SparkNotes takeaway is learn to identify behaviours in you and your students that are indicative of particular ego states and how you can engage in complementary transactions between, between the two building on that, how you can attempt to assume an adult state in a higher percentage of the time and therefore promote the same in your class, whether or not you move to make them aware of this or not. Um, As always, uh, I highly encourage the further watching and reading um, as referenced in order in the description, and I'll see you on the next one.